It's Barely in Topic, a podcast for Boston Bruins fans by Boston Bruins fans. <laughs> Good news, everyone. <laughs> um, okay. Um, uh, I'm not even going to start over. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> you, uh, you want me to get this? <laughs> oh, God. No, no, I got it. I got it. I got it. <laughs> uh, I, I'm not so sure you do. <laughs> well, Jeff survived, if listeners can hear, and he's back. Okay, welcome <laughs> to <laughs> uh, barely <laughs> on topic. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> this is uh, some episode. Anyway, <laughs> whatever. We're getting close to like a hundred episodes, and it's like three something, and. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I did it! <laughs> Not really. You kind of... But no. You kind of almost did. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, guys. Uh, well, I'm, I'm back here after a week. Whoo, boy. I think many of us have had a week. And I'm wondering why I don't have anything to drink other than water. But anyway, we're back here. <laughs> it's, it's it's Tim and Jeff is back. Hey. Hi. Oh, Tim. Tim was roaring to go. And then now I killed it because I couldn't. Oh, I'm still re- ready and raring to go. Ooh. Yeah, so uh, Jeff, we did not talk about you at all last week. Not at all. Like, we mentioned you once only to say like, oh, well, this is a tweet from Jeff and he's not a listener. And it turns out we're right because you didn't listen to last week's episode. I have no further comment. (laughs) (laughs) So it's been a heck of a week for many of us. Jeff had a week. I had a week. Tim, Tim actually had a pretty good week. It sounds like, but yeah, it wasn't bad. Yeah. Down here in Massachusetts, we're gearing up for our third nor'easter in 10 days. So my mind is not quiet and I'm going to try to, Use this episode as talk therapy to get to a calm place. I mean, I'm just happy that the next one may miss Maine altogether. And of all places to not get the snow, it's Maine. So I'm pretty happy about that. I, you know, we had had a clear path to spring and then Mother Nature said, fuck you. Here's two feet of snow. Well, I haven't gotten the second foot yet, but you know. And then my dog tried to poke her eye out this week somehow. So, you know. So try out, kid. Hmm. Don't know how she did it, did it, but caught it early. So that's something. But yeah, I'm a stay-at-home mom who has to take care of her baby. It's a noble profession. Mm. It is. It is. But anyway. Oh, yes. And I lost power and lost internet. And actually, I'd much rather have the power. I was fine. But Comcast, man... You gotta get your act together about telling people the right information. That's all I'm saying. Oh, see, here's the thing: is they're they're big enough they can fuck up all they want, and it's not going to change a thing. They have effective monopolies most places, so you know. Yeah, 
Because, you know, capitalism. Yay. Well, I, I know that the one time that I stormed into one of their stores, waved my bill around, or waved a bill around and said, if you don't fix this, I'm switching to Fios. Things happened. So. Well, yeah, if, if you go in there and bring motherfucking ruckus, things are going to change. Um, I prefer to think of it as Ragnarok. <laughs> It has to be all the ruckus, though. Can't be just oh, a little bit. You gotta bring oh, it, all. So it has to be very specifically the motherfucking ruckus. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I was so excited to talk to Jeff today. It's been a long time. Jeff, have you seen Black Panther? I have not yet. Oh. Unfortunately, I'm going to have a fair bit of time this week because I'm, you know, like taking a staycation. So maybe I'll, like, you know, be creepy and see a matinee show alone because that's, you know... Something I have no problem doing. That's how I saw Star Wars. Um, why? Why is that creepy? I think that's perfectly fine. I see a lot of people. A lot of people think that's weird. I don't think so because a movie movie's not a social event. So I'll just you know go and eat my bag of popcorn alone and um, enjoy the movie. And... Yeah, I mean you don't have to deal with people at that point in time. Like during the week, it's not going to be busy. You don't have yelling, screaming kids. I mean. Sign me up. Oh, shit. Weekdays next week are going to be weird, though, because it's March break here. Mm. Yeah, so weekday matinees might be grim. Okay, now that we've established that. <laughs> the Late Late Show. <laughs> I, I also have that luxury on account of not having to get up to go to work the next morning, yes. Yes, see? Hmm. I don't think it's creepy. I don't personally like to go to the movies by myself, but... Um, sometimes there's a movie that I want to see that Glenn doesn't want to see, or I'm not even going to ask him if he wants to see it because I just know, no, 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 he's never going to see that. And I want to see that. And sometimes during the summer, it's really great because it's air conditioned. Yes. That's, that's a plus. Right. On a really nasty, muggy, awful day. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, it's it's no judgment here. Go see it whenever you want to see it. Go see it. That's it. But anyway, yes. I'm very excited about that. So let's talk about hockey. I guess that we should probably do that in a way. Yeah, so uh, Bruins closed out a six-game homestand sweep, huh? Yeah. Don't know how they did that, but they managed to do it. Because it was, it was, it's not a not a pretty stretch of games. Like, they give up uh, a shitload of goals. They just also scored more. more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It was, it was, I, I mean, I enjoyed it. It was a lot, uh, that's the one thing. They gave up a lot of goals. They scored a lot of goals. It was still, it was a lot of fun watching those games. Um, sometimes, even with a lot of different, with a lot of goals being scored, it can be just bad games and not fun to watch. But they were, they were pretty interesting. They were fun you to see, watch. see, I, I had the misfortune of, um, uh, I, I, the one today, this afternoon, was the first one I caught since the game against the Pens. Mm. And it was not a good game to catch because it was, uh, it was no. such a such a game between two teams on the second day of a back to back with travel for both of them with less than twenty four hours, yeah. a time zone shift, and, and daylight, daylight savings. savings time. Like we could like the, the entire game. The only people that had wanted anything to do with it were were, were Hudobin and um, and 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 um, uh, Forsberg. An all anti, an all Anton goaltending battle. I'll have you know. Um. <laughs> I didn't think about it that way. Every time I hear Forsberg, I think of Peter Forsberg, or I think of Philip Forsberg. I think of everybody, but not Anton Forsberg. So that's pretty reasonable, you know. So anyway, 
the all Anton goaltending duel, they're the only ones that showed up to play this game, and it, it, it was... It was fine it up was, until the last minute or two. Yeah, and then Z just happened to get caught up in like a whole bunch of a series of cock-ups there, right? So... Yeah, yeah, the, uh... But it, it was just such a dry game, like the pace was bad. It was hard to watch. I'm, 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 th- I'm convincing myself maybe the ice was bad too because their skating was almost even too sluggish for for the other rest of the circumstances. <laughs> well, no. to be fair, the Blackhawks fans have had a hard time watching the Blackhawks this season, so it's only fair that this game was hard to watch. <laughs> ah, sometimes the worst team has to to win, I guess. Although there were elements that reminded me of old Blackhawks teams, so you mean like Patrick Kane continuing not to have been run over by a bus, like karma, but like karma demands. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's that. Um, you know what really got me today was uh, NBC broadcast crew. You know, you know the the usual suspects bending over backwards to remind us how good Duncan Keith is. Duncan Keith has not had a great season. Not by Duncan Keith standards, anyway. No, no, but I mean, this, ugh, it's just ball washing. He's also an unbelievable tool. Uh, there was there was something that happened in, in the game yesterday where there was a little scrum, like, at the end of play, like, play, and everyone was separating, and then Keith came up and, like, cross-checked, I think it was Pasternak, from behind. It was after and- the, the Marshy Duclair incident. Let's just, like, that was, there's no need for stupid stuff like that. No need whatsoever. That accomplished absolutely nothing except looking like a fucking idiot. Yeah, yeah. To be fair, I think yesterday was the better game. The the, the better, it was the game that showed what the Bruins really are. Today, it showed that the Bruins were really tired. I mean, the fact that they kept it 1-0 for so long is a testament to this team. And, and and I think just missing Martian's probably the difference here. I think so too. I think with put Martian in there, I think you may well have a repeat of yesterday. <laughs> Maybe not quite, but you know. Maybe not seven goals, but yeah. Well, definitely. yeah, I, f- I forgot who it was that I was listening to after the game yesterday too. I think it was it might have been Tuca. He's like, you know, the fourth period. Um, he he said, you know, the fourth period came around and we finally were just like, enough of this. Let's just play Bruins hockey. And then the fourth period, the third period was uh, quite prosperous for the Bruins. So I did hear that. Yep, I heard that uh, on Nesson after. Truth be told, yesterday I didn't really watch the game. Like, I was going to, but it was a little cold in my living room, and then I made the fatal mistake of going down to the dryer and pulling out my newly washed and very warm chenille blanket, and that was it. I was done. Yeah, anyone would have been done with that. Yeah, yeah, it's just got the right heaviness, and it was so warm, and I laid down like, no, no, I'm just going to close my eyes for five minutes, and... And that was during the intermission. <laughs> and then I kept waking up and go, no, no, this is the time I'm going to stay awake. Every time the Bruins would score. Actually, I missed a couple of scores. But if somebody was scoring, I'm like, okay, I'm really going to stay awake this time. So then I tried to watch Bruins in two last night at midnight. And I made it all the way through the second period before <laughs> before the inevitable like exhaustion set in. So 
it's it's been a tough week. I I hear you. I I, I hear you. I um I, I'm I'm still not fully recovered from mine, and I've done fuck all in days. <laughs> oh man, you had a week. Well, and that was just to cap off several months of doing two jobs at once, too, right? So mm-hmm. there, there's a, cu- a cumulative wall that happened with it, too. Adrenaline kept me kept me alive until I got home from, uh, from Toronto. And it's like, nope, we're done now. Thank you. <laughs> Hence the staycation instead of traveling. Yes. But I um, think plan- that's a better move. Next week wasn't even a week I was planning on taking off, right? I originally was going to work next week and then take the last two weeks of the month off. Oh. And, like, and like go to New Hampshire for most of that. I had a lot of vacation to burn right now because I don't, you know, because I work too much. Yeah. So no, I moved that to next week. I'll work a week and then the last week off. And then, and then the last week going into the Easter weekend, I'll go to New Hampshire then. But, uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Hear that, everybody? <laughs> It'll be in New Hampshire. <laughs> you can go find him. Yeah, okay, where's finding. Jeff? <laughs> <laughs> good luck folks uh good luck uh. <laughs> yeah so i know what happened in yesterday's game i just didn't really see it uh, all the way and nesson on comcast no longer keeps the game up for like a day so you can actually watch it again so oh well it's okay but we have a lot of things to talk about otherwise this week yep um my so Brad had about as Brad a week as you could possibly come up with. Did, did he not? He he did. I I was going to start somewhere else, but might as well start with Brad. It's okay. Well, okay. Well, so 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 Brad had, well, he had what, he had several goals apart from his hat trick along the way too, right? Uh, a lot of game winning goals. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and he had that hat trick against uh against Detroit and game winners against I think. Both Chicago and Philly, or I don't even know. I Lots think it was goals. like it was like three games in a row. It seemed like, geez, so many games. And then he also got fined for diving, and he didn't care. He of course he, he did. doesn't. He's Brad. Brad don't he, give no fucks. He didn't <laughs> care, but at the same time, he wasn't too pleased about it. He um he said something along the lines, and yeah, it's real easy to take being sarcastic it's real easy to tell someone's intentions when you're sitting in toronto watching the video <laughs> he said that a few times in the interview <laughs> oh, brad gives I, I love how few fucks he gives it's fantastic they you know they find him before in the past and then they said oh we shouldn't have fined you for that but then they keep doing this shit I'm not yeah. saying that Brad is squeaky clean and that he should get away with everything. I'm just saying that sometimes, like, embellishment penalties on things that maybe weren't embellished. I don't even remember what it, what it was that he got called for. Maybe it's just not that important. Well, an embellishment fine, that's for being called or being spotted without necessarily being called so many times, right? Oh. So, yeah, so, so that fine's an automatic trigger after X number of incidents or whatever. Also, I do... I didn't know this. The coach gets fined as well if, like, his team has enough, like, embellishment fines as well. So the coach, I don't know how many it is, but the coach will. Brad didn't know that. They brought that up to him, and he's like, that's just the NHL, today's NHL, I guess. That happened, like, to three or four coaches in 2012. I happened to look it up this week. Oh I didn't even know that rule. I didn't even know that rule was in place in 2012. Okay, I thought it was newer than that. Right on. 
No, I, I was looking up fines and suspensions. I was looking up something, and, and I got brought to that that year. So I looked it up, and there were like three or four coaches that were they they got fined for that. Oh, I believe you. I believe you. I just I honestly thought that rule was newer than that. I I get the idea that you don't want to embellish. You don't want people to embellish. It looks bad in your sport because I mean, seriously, who can take soccer seriously with all the fucking flopping? <laughs> That happens, right? They're like fish out there, right? So you don't want your players to become like fish on the ice because, you know, that's not fun. That's not great. And you don't want kids to see that, I guess. I don't know. But, you know, it's like after a while, it's just like, it's just stupid to find people for things just because, well, it's a rule and this is what we say. We're not allowed to have fun and we're not allowed to do this and we're not allowed to do that. I don't know. I just feel like, I feel like they're just pulling shit out of the air. And, and embellishment's such a fucking hard one too, because that is so subjective, right? Yeah. Like basically, like not in reality, ninety-five to ninety-nine percent of of any you know any 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 stick work or whatever that results in someone hitting the ice is probably is probably worthy of an embellishment charge. Right. So 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 what so what constitutes so what constitutes embellishment at this point then? Like how much. Like, like, how much of a dive is where you'd say, okay, that's one they should have been called on. We'll add that one to the list before they get their $2,000 fine. Where's the line there? The league has at no point ever articulated this. It's like the NFL's catch rule. <laughs> What's an embellishment? What's a catch? <laughs> oh, my God. Your guess is good as mine as to what a catch is anymore. I, I don't know. It used to be pretty easy, but it used to be you bring ball the in ball hand. in, yes, no. and you pull it into your body, and then you make a football move. That was what it used to be. Now it's kind of like, well, if the day ends in Y, yeah, seriously, but the month and then <laughs> the month ends in R. <laughs> you know? It's oh yeah, it's 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 really bad. It's really you have to maintain possession through falling and all this stuff. And the ground can then... cause a fumble, but. The ground can also cause you can't. It can cause you to not catch the ball. Right. Ground can't cause a fumble, but it can cause an incomplete pass. Right, right. <laughs> so it's kind of like it, it's so stupidly complicated now. <laughs> it was really just that simple, where it's like you pull, you get the ball in your hand, you don't bobble it, you pull it into your body. And you make a football move, which means you move forward or something, right? See, this is, so, so, so what happens if that happens while, while Saturn is in Orion? Well, see, yeah. see, this is why half the NFL referees are lawyers, because you have to be a lawyer to understand the friggin' jargon to figure out the rule book. Ugh. That's just, it sounds like my, my friends that, that really like um, uh, Magic the Gathering um, regularly refer to it as Layers the Gathering. Um, it's just... No need to be that complicated. Yeah. Okay. But I I just, it, sometimes it feels really hard to be a Bruins fan and not feel like they're coming after your players. They're coming after your team. Like, <coughs> what? Uh, well, well, like, we'll discussion after Martians hit on Duclair yesterday, but whoa, was that going to be, get attention from the, uh, from DOPS or not? And it shouldn't. It it's and, and it appears not to be. We would have heard by now if it was. Right. No, they, they came was, out and said it wasn't. Yeah, but like um, uh, it the, should, the, he should have debate. been called for it in the first place, though. Oh, that's just I mean? any other player. That probably that might not even have been a penalty. Right. 
You think he was actively, he was transparently actively trying to avoid contact and that went rather poorly. Right. Um, I just, I remember, I, I watched it as a, well, it, I, you couldn't see it as it happened because the camera wasn't there during the Nesson broadcast, but they, they pulled up a camera angle where they did catch it so that you could see it and they played it in real time. And I looked at it and I'm like, this is clearly a guy who's turning around and he's not quite got his bearings yet. Maybe he doesn't have, he might have his head up, but he's not looking straight ahead. And another guy's in that same space. And he's like, whoa, I'm doing whatever I can, you know, to, to stop that. But he still ended up, you know, hitting him in some for- uh, way. But that knee thing was from him bending back in a weird way. It, it, it wasn't like a knee on knee or anything. So, but I, I feel like he shouldn't have been called for that penalty. Right. And then after that, the, the, you know, the Blackhawks left. It's open season on Marshan because he hit our guy. And it's like, dude, it was not intentional. What? Blackhawks, they're fuckwits. Yeah, they had a lot of stuff like after the uh, empty net goal at the end of the game yesterday, there was a Blackhawks player that took offense to something and went after, I think it was Corrale who scored it, who was celebrating. And like, like, like the person celebrating the goal, the goal happened, and you're gonna go after the person like celebrating the goal. Yeah, like, shouldn't what's that going get, on? Shouldn't that get an aggressor suspension or something? And then, like, it turned into a little scrum there. Yeah, it, it was. And then, like, some Hayden for Blackhawks tried to get into it, and then like Zdeno Chara pulled him away with like one arm, and was like, "Nope, you're not going in there." And then he kind of stopped, and it was just a mess. Hmm. Yeah, it's like, guys, you're losing. Lose with dignity. You oh, know? but it's the Blackhawks. These, these puffed-up chumps don't know how to lose. They never learned how to properly lose. Well, that's just too yeah. fucking bad. Oh, yeah, I know. It's it's, it's, it's a bunch of shitbags, right? Oh, so, I uh, feel so bad for the Blackhawks. Oh, oh, the, poor, oh the poor fucking douche canoes. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that they're so used to people blowing smoke up their ass that... That the, they don't know what to do when they they lose. And speaking of douche canoes, though, how how awful of NBC, NBC was that to make those poor Olympians hug Patrick Kane on national television and start off the game? Today? Oh no, oh. I didn't see that. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, why, why? would you do that to a person? No, Especially like you know, two like you know top of their game, top of their game women athletes who are twice the who, who are twice the, the 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 player in person that Patrick Kane could ever hope to be. Yeah, I, if I were one of them, I would say, hey, Patrick Kane, how many gold medals have you won for the U.S. men's uh, hockey team? Bam, motherfucker. That's me. I throw that shit down. <laughs> He'd be like, yeah, but how many Buffalo cabbies have you run into? <laughs> <laughs> Funny story. <laughs> how many have I beat the crap out of? None, because I'm a good person. <laughs> how many times have i been credibly charged with sexual assault or accused of rather not charged never got that far i see oh, go take a seat patrick kane <laughs> you don't get to hug women no 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 look i those women are they're dignified women who look past people's faults and that is why they graciously gave him hugs and then I mean, probably went and took rather lengthy showers with lye soap. I mean, they deserve another gold medal for actually doing that and, like, being actually good about it and doing it. Right. Someone with 
at least a little bit of a brain should have stepped in and been like, no, we don't need to have them do this. No, no. It was fine having them at the stadium series. Yep. Bring them out for that. Celebrate the win. You know, bring them out anywhere. I mean, they were on the Ellen show, which was great. You know, bring them out everywhere and say, look, look at what they did. This was an amazing achievement. But don't make them hug Patrick Kane. Yeah, it was like, it's like, it's like Ken, Kendall Coyne and I. Alex Rigsby? That sounds more likely. Okay, because Maddie Rooney, she's the one who looks kind of like Ellen Page. And she's the one who won that game, won that shootout. And made sure the goal, like when the puck started coming back towards the line, even though she had, you know, she had blocked it. She's like, oh, no, no, scoop it away. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, Coyne and Rigsby didn't deserve to have to hang, hug Patrick Kane. That's just, although, and the worst thing is it looks to me like one of them was making fun of Brian Gianta for how shitty the, the Olympic team he was on briefly. Just kind of mean, but I mean, <laughs> I guess you're going to lash out after having to hug Patrick Kane. <laughs> I know I would. There'd be fists flying. Um, it's like, no, I'm not going to punch you, hug him. Fuck that. Hey, um, yeah. How about the, um, Tori Krug getting the, uh, cup check today and no call. Yeah. What the, what the, what the, what the fuck? Like uh, I heard them on the, the announcers are like, Oh, an accidental love an accidental love spear. It's like, no, no, that, uh, that, that looks very that, forceful to me. That looks very forceful. And like, are you like, are they trying to chop one of his, but chop one of his nuts clear in half, given the old Sammy Sallow is that's what's happening here. I, yeah, the way he was in pain. I mean, Glenn said it takes a while to recover from that. I'm like, I don't doubt it. But I said the way that he looked, I really thought like, wow, was there like a puncture? Because. Well, well, that's just it. Plus, even if you miss down there, like the the blade of the hockey stick, it could cause like a thrombosis in in, in the femoral artery or something too, right? So bad things could have come from that. What the fuck? And that's not somehow not a, not a sparing penalty. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, but, uh, well, no, because it's the Blackhawks and only the Bruins can have penalties. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, I, it's hard not to have that persecution complex as a Bruins fan, because, yeah. like, you know, yep, our players do wrong sometimes. They do, but it feels like we get penalized when we don't do wrong. <laughs> Yep, pretty much. It's... Yeah, it, we we're we, we're penalized and we do do wrong. We're also penalized and we don't do wrong. So I mean, we're just penalized. My my least favorite part of the broadcast today was when we're watching a Blackhawks game and NBC had to remind us that this Wednesday it's a Penguins game. Because of course it is. <sighs> God damn it! I really just hate it. And Star Sunday needs to go die. Just go die. I'm so sick of the, let's put the Krejci timer up with the hey, Mind Patrick you, they King. must have like gone out of their way to settle for Krejci. Yeah, because right? no, <laughs> there's no Brad. Last year they did Pasteurang. We can't do that one again. Uh, there's no Bergeron. Bergeron would be like a great person, but. No, no McAvoy. Yeah. So. You can't just put the goalie, so. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that time. I mean, like, if I was going to do that, and you're and you're falling that far down the line, I would just get cheeky and like put like the Sean Corrale timer up or something. Man, do you want to talk about hustle? That is that force. Yeah, that line in general is just really. I love them. Okay, yeah, I <laughs> do want to talk about my favorite moment of yesterday's game when I was awake. That line had a great stretch today too, actually. Um, like like a minute of like a minute of offensive zone time. From your fourth line. Yep. I mean, they didn't achieve much, but still. <laughs> yeah, I pinned the uh, the Blackhawks in their own zone for a minute. 
that's yeah. what that's that's pretty good achievement. That's fantastic for uh, for, for for a fourth line. That shouldn't fucking happen. Fourth lines are known for surviving these incredibly long shifts when they're pinned in their own zone, usually. Yeah, that's one minute they did not spend in your zone. Yep. So that's that's pretty incredible. No, I just I I do love the hustle when that te- when that line is working and working really well. It's it's amazing. It really is. They 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 had a rough game against Philly, I guess, but they really bounced back on Saturday. So, do you know who wasn't in that Philly game? Or maybe he was. I don't know. I didn't actually see the Philly game because I had no cable. Oh. I was going to say, was Achari in the Philly game? Because I know he was pulled for the game before. I thought he was. I thought so, too. I oh, guess why it. it was such a big deal that both of them... I'm looking it they, up. That both Achari and, um, uh, and Corrales scored on, on Saturday, right? Because uh, they'd had a pretty rough uh, outing on, on Thursday. Uh, well, Corrales had a Gordie Howe hat trick. He had a fight in the first. Then he had, I guess, was it was it on Achari's goal that he got the assist? Um, probably. Yeah. Atari was. Atari did play in the Philly game. Damn it! I was wrong then. Okay. Well, then they both had a bad game, I guess, that I didn't see. I think Schaller had a rough game that night too. Just that entire line didn't have didn't have a great showing, which is unusual. Usually, they you know keep it together at least. So. So that blew that away. I'm sorry. I, I just didn't know. I I couldn't know. I guess I could have looked it up. Damn it! God damn it! I have internet now and I don't know how to use it. <laughs> But yeah, Corrales was the lone was the was the lone assist on the on the Achari goal. Okay, that was my favorite moment of yesterday for obvious reasons. But you know, it's like you see Corrales flying in there, and he's like, "I'm gonna take a shot on goal." And and what's his name? Whoever that goalie was, um, uh, JF Baruby. Ah, yes. That there was a, there was a rebound that he couldn't control, and Achari came in and just bam, right in the goal. It was beautiful. I loved it. And I was just sitting there and I was like, oh, holy cow, is that a Chari flying down there? I honestly didn't think that he could skate that fast. It was like a I blur. Mean, he's big enough, too. Once he gets going that fast, there's nothing you can do to stomp him. Stop him. It's like Lucha at full speed is, uh, you know, bus. Right. So I was just <laughs> so happy. Or at least happy. it was before. Now it's more of a bulldozer. <laughs> Poor Luch. But, but anyway, I loved it. That, that goal was, like, fantastic. I loved it. It's just so great. Woo! Achari! Rhode Island. Something. Something. Ugh. We're recording a little bit later on Sunday night, so the energy is probably not there for some reason. Nancy's so Bacchus. Oh my gosh. Fucking Bacchus. Suspended three games for the Franz Nielsen hit. Yeah, for, um, was it a boarding or was it interference? It was interference. Interference. Okay, so it was unambiguously interference, but it wasn't a three-game hit, right? I mean, like, he's got no record previous. Somehow, Bacchus has never been suspended. I'm kind of impressed by that, to be honest. I didn't know Not that. even fined, either. Not even, no. Um, I listened to them talking to Bacchus in his interview about it, and he said that his agent went through the numbers, and over 12 years, he's had, like, 2,400 hits, and not once has he been fined. Or suspended for any of them, and he said that like the way it happened at the end of the hit, he went. He tried to stop himself from actually uh, making contact with uh, Nielsen, and he wasn't able to. And he said that that was actually acknowledged. It was. In- so why did they still give him three games? Like okay, even even if it's malicious, that hit's still only a one game thing. Even if it's like by fucking Zach Ronaldo, it's still a one game hit. Okay, why I, did they I, give back his three? Okay, okay. Here I am to explain it to you. Okay. You know that the Department of Player Safety has 
people just, they have, I don't know how many people looking at things, right? But it's not right. always the same person who's making a decision on everything. I mean, yeah, you have George Peros like dispassionately telling you about what happened before, after, during, you know, the results, the fines and suspensions and whatnot, right? And I still miss Brendan Shanahan a lot. But, you know, this is a, what happened is that apparently the same person who took a look at this is the same person who took a look at the Philip Forsberg hit on, oh God, was it a Colorado Avalanche player? Um, It was back in February. Uh, Philip Forsberg got suspended for three games for that. He had a previous fine and suspension history. Um, Not a great big lengthy one, but he did have one, but he still got the three games for the interference. Uh, because that so guy ended up with a concussion, too. So what you're saying is that there's like one hardliner in in that group and we happen to draw him on this one? I think so. Because Seems like, like we draw him every single time. Because why did that one, why is that a three-game per a three game suspension when Hornquist was allowed to walk after the, the McAvoy hit? The the McAvoy hit is looked at as McAvoy had the, the onus was on him to put his head up, which drives me Oh, crazy. I don't like that argument no matter the context, no matter who's throwing the hit and who's receiving it. That's horseshit. I don't, e- I don't even, I, I think incidental contact should be suspendable if you really want it to stop. But anyway. But, 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 but keep in mind, this is not my opinion. This is, this is what the Department of Player Safety says. I mean, I they, know. they and didn't. It's such... <sighs> yes. Um, I think it's bullshit too, because it's basically, you know, Charlie McAvoy got like sideswiped by an elbow. Um, had a hole punched in his nose, and you're not even going to put the guy in the box for two minutes for that. I know. T- well, the one thing that also bothered me too is uh, Backus said that you know the only call he had ever received from player safety was about like eight years ago. He said that Brent Shanahan called him and said hey, to t- to stop acting like an idiot on the ice, and basically that was kind of his reset, his wake up call to stop doing what he was doing. That was that could potentially lead to fines and or suspensions. And he said that, you know, if this three game suspension is something to send a message to someone who has never had his fine or suspension in his history, you know, one hit out of 2,400, this happens. He's like, it doesn't seem very effective to me that to get this suspension. No, no, I, I don't think that the suspension was just, I feel like he, you know, he got thrown in the box. He served his time there. Yes, Franz Nielsen definitely got a concussion from that. And that is definitely unfortunate. But I don't think that Bacchus was being, he was not intentionally trying to hurt the guy. He was trying to back off from the hit that he was already committed to making. There are things that everybody acknowledged. They even acknowledged that in in the video, but they're still giving him three games. Like, the guy has had enough adversity this season, okay? Just stop it! Ugh. I, I, I just, I just don't understand. Why can't they at least attempt to have some kind of consistency? So, so ages ago, we ranted a great length about um uh, about um uh, Dustin Brown getting a walk on on on, on a dirty hit, right? Mm-hmm. And then you know, about a week and a half later, he did something pretty fucking dirty and still only got one game. Yeah, yeah, one game. Like, and I remember, like, it's like, well, no, it's like, okay, especially if you just gave him the benefit of the doubt on the first one, if you just did something different, you got to throw the book at him on round two when they're clearly laughing in your face, right? Does it have anything to do with the fact that he can only count to potato? I suppose maybe they only want, they wanted to give him a number of, a number of, of game suspension he could count to. I get that. <laughs> <laughs> you missed one game. <laughs> potato! Potato! <laughs> potato! 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just I just I don't know I don't know any more player safety. Uh I it seems like with suspensions and hits and this is not just brew a Bruins thing. The amount of the amount of punishment you get seems to correlate with what sweater you wear on the ice. Yeah, it, he wasn't the, he wasn't wearing the the correct black and gold. Can we exactly. just say that? Uh, yeah, he was he was wearing black and gold, not black and piss, right? <laughs> Tell me, there's another name for that color on that on, on those pen sweaters. Tell there me. isn't. It's, it's piss. <laughs> I don't know which ones you're talking about, but I don't have a high opinion of the penguins, so I'm not going to say anything anymore. Like, I'm not. I'm not going to disagree with you. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I just it, it's 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 not it's not fair that you want consistency you want to keep players no matter if you're the last player on the roster for the Vancouver Canucks or the star player for the Pittsburgh Penguins everyone deserves to be safe on the ice everyone deserves the same punishment and that's just not happening yep I mean, but remember, you know, again, this league can't do anything without sitting on its own balls. We know this. It's true. Well, you're also starting to, to back onto the Department of Player Safety. You're starting to see players more and more kind of speak out about the consistency more recently, not just players on the Bruins. So hopefully that starts to If you're be not going to get fined for it, why wouldn't you? They're, they can't fine you for that, can you? Can they? I don't. No, actually, I don't. I don't know if they can. The NFL, there's a. They will find you if you come out in disagreement. But that's because fucking Goodell. Oh, I yeah. know, no, I'm not saying it's. I'm not saying it's right. <laughs> you know, you know how I feel about that. I feel like players should be players and have their personalities, and they should be able to speak up about things, right? Especially when reporters ask them questions, they should be able to say things. Look, I'm all for the the freedom of expression here and the freedom of of thought and speech in these situations well i'm all for it but i'm saying specifically players should be able to say things especially absolutely especially when they're asked about it and you know the players are always asked about it so for the for the league the nfl to be able to find you and more for speaking out on an issue pertaining to the league and and some of their policies, I think is stupid. It's also stupid because they also require players to be available to the media. So right, <laughs> you're doing your required availability to the media, but you can be fined for doing your required availability to the Which media. Which is why it's like Marshawn Lynch had been, you know, he had been fined before for not speaking, but then saying something, and it was just like. I'm just here to fulfill the requirement, basically, right? It's like uh, I'm just here so I don't get fined. Right, exactly. That that was his answer to everything. And at first, I was like, "Well, that's kind of jerky," but I'm like, "No, it's it's freaking brilliant. It really is." But anyway, what I'm saying is, let's get back to the NHL. As long as you're not going to get fined for that, you should say things. Yeah. Because that sh- people should be listening and say, well, you know, the players don't like this. Maybe we should re-examine this. Well, I mean, it's clearly working on on the on the um uh, the coaches' challenge, right? Mm. That's that's actually absolutely reaching a crescendo. Is like everyone's just like, this is fucked. What the hell? You know, you, you, when star players are saying, I don't even know what goaltender goaltender interference is. You know, you 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 done gone fucked up. Yes. Yes, because like you think that you have a handle on it, right? 
And then you're like, that is clearly goaltender interference. And then they're like, nope, that's not because like the player was, uh, the, their skate was over in Indiana. And uh, basically, <laughs> even though they, <laughs> they seem to run over the goaltender, it's because their skate was over there and their stick was over here. And, oh God, it's like so stupid. It's like, I, I don't get it. It's like, it seems to me, it should be like, okay, Anytime that you touch the goaltender and they don't have time to reset between a puck being shot at on net, right? That should be goaltender interference. Unless you were shoved into the shoved into that position by another player, right? If you were shoved into the if if the opposing player was shoved by one of your teammates into the goaltender. Oh God, I I don't even know. So it has to be now. a distinct shoving motion, is what you're saying. <laughs> oh, see, see, Tim, Tim, you there, right there, illustrate the problem of performing anything in this league. <laughs> is that it will all turn to ash in your mouth? <laughs> <laughs> but you're essentially right, right? So it's like a distinct shoving motion. I just. Uh... I saw a joke, um, someone tweeted it, uh, about a goal getting called back for goaltender interference or something. It was like, ah, yes, the old penalty for scoring a goal in the game that you're trying to win. (laughs) (laughs) Well, remember that one Ottawa game, they had to score four goals to get two on the score sheet (laughs) in the playoffs last, last year. Oh my god, because of fucking goaltender interference, and it's just like, it should be really cut and dried, you know? How many ways can you interfere with a goaltender? Challenge accepted? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I can just, you know, it's like, this just, you know, skating around them with a bicycle horn. Honk! Honk! (laughs) I'm not touching you! I'm not touching you! I'm not touching you! (laughs) The Sean Avery! (laughs) Hey, Mike Smith, do you know if your hand's bigger in your face you have cancer <laughs> yeah you should check <laughs> just, just Here, have... yeah, here's some buffalo wings <laughs> <laughs> the, the Bruins new strategy should just stick to Dano Chara like death stare in front of their the other team's goalie he's just <laughs> There's no way that goalie's moving ever. Oh my god! Hey, Everybody should by, wear Zidane Chara masks. Yes. Head Chara comes by. I'm gonna get you with a slapper. I'm gonna get you with a slapper. Oh my god! On the put radio, it right through you. On the radio today, they criticized not not the radio crew, like the you know the charcoal fuck. Yeah, they were like, well. Sudano Chara was moving and he shot the puck and he scored that goal. But you know, I, I prefer if he just like stays back at the point or at the faceoff dot and just like lets one rip. And I'm like, I don't think he has I mean, that power on his shot anymore. But I that's mean, also not much, a surefire thing. How, how productive is it going to be for him to fart at the faceoff dot? <laughs> <laughs> Like PK Subban does it in the opposing goalie's crease for a reason, but the like there's, out in open ice, that's there, not going to do much. It's just like leaving no, bombs. There's no <laughs> way that Zidane Chara goes up to a goaltender, an opposing goaltender stands in front of him and farts in his face. I mean, why not? Real, they're probably they're gonna really, really thoughtful. Ass. There'd be a really thoughtful Instagram post afterwards about it, though. Beans. 
Did you know that beans are one of the healthiest things that you can possibly eat? Beans, from beans, you get an essential amino acid that contains sulfur, which you cannot produce in your body. This amino acid, you can't produce it in your body, so you need to take it in through beans. And this is why I had, and this is how I had Scott Darling puking on the ice. (laughs) <laughs> well, he, he, he's so tall the goaltender's head's gonna be right there so perfect perfect and you, you, you gotta figure some of the gas from this all veg diet too he's probably gotta make some 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 pretty aggressive uh, aggressive flatulence in, in, in the in the in the chara household to begin i'm with telling too. you it's the beans it's the beans <laughs> I everything I just told you is absolutely true. I oh, I know, I in, know. I just I just I just got impatient for the killing Scott Darling joke. Yeah. <laughs> I whenever I think of beans, I just think of that episode of The Office where the old dude is growing mung beans in oh, his desk. Oh God! And he's <laughs> like, awful. oh, Creed. It's like I know exactly what they're talking about. Mung bean. I'm growing mung beans in my desk. They're very nutritious, but they smell like death. <laughs> <laughs> Creed. Yes, it was Creed. I said it was Creed. Yeah, okay. I didn't hear you say Creed. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, yes, hockey. Yeah, so the back of suspension, um, I think it's bullshit. Uh, Dops needs to be more consistent. This is what everybody says. Everybody. Everybody. Yep. Even Marlo. Yeah, he's agreeing in the background right now. So, getting back into hockey. <laughs> Lucky. <laughs> Jeff wanted to talk about a player that we're calling right now Brian Gianta. Yes. So um, the question is, uh, who is wearing this Brian Gianta costume? Because the real Brian Gianta can't possibly have six points in six games, right? Right. And also the, the real Brian Gianta is a terrible song. It was Jerome Ginla all along. <laughs> He's even number 12. That's a that's a lot of that's a lot of Jerome to fit in a very small Gianta package. <laughs> very snug. <laughs> yeah, so so Brian Gianta is all of like five foot seven and thirty nine plus years old or something, right? Yeah, and he's like and he, he was awful at the Olympics. Like like not just like the weak link on a not just like you know not great because okay it was a bad team. Like oh he was like a weak link on a bad team. Yep, yep. And maybe what it means is that he's not. Well, I hate to say this, okay? Maybe he's not good at being a captain, but he's good at being a role player. Yeah, I'd buy it. Maybe this is a, uh, but this is this, and maybe this is just uh, by virtue of having to be being in Boston during the stretch when they're scoring a metric fuck ton of goals. Yep. Um, Approximately, yes. Yeah, and maybe that's just it. And he's, he's, he's acquitting himself nicely in this in this unplanned, you know, way bigger role than he was ever intended to be when he signed with Boston. To his credit, but again, this can't possibly be Brian Gianta. Like, like seriously, did like, did like, did the Yager regenerate in his new form as Brian Gianta? So like, he brushed through it and only ended up in being Brian Gianta, not someone younger. <laughs> now, if the Yager were going to regenerate as anybody, I don't think it would be Brian Gianta because well, I mean, you know, he was on he was on a tight timeline, right? Yeah, he, he, it's like oh, crap. I got I got to regenerate to someone before the trade deadline. That way, I can play on their playoff team. <laughs> okay, I don't have much time. Just focus real quick. <laughs> Fuck, I'm Brian Gianta now. <laughs> <laughs> How is he going to get the tail that way? <laughs> you know, you never know. Brian Gianta might might. Um, I got nothing. I don't know. There's just gonna be some. 
There's just going to be some very small yogurlings for a little while. <laughs> I yogurlings. <laughs> in an almost kind of serious note, I wonder if Gianta just didn't take the Olympics as seriously as he's taking the regular season right now. But but like that that makes no sense though. Why would he do that? He 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 took the entire like season leading up to them off specifically to trade for trade for him, knowing that he was going to have an option he had no business opportunity he had no business having. Why on earth would he not take it seriously, right? <sighs> I mean, because, don't get me wrong. There's a whole, the Olympic whole mess of questions about how the Olympic Committee went about that team. Because frankly, if they were going to do it, they should have just said, "Fuck it, we're going full, we're going full miracle," and it's all college kids. That's how I, I mean, if <laughs> if the if if the NHL is not going to take it seriously, he's figured, why should I? I don't know. But he wasn't an NHLer anymore at the time, right? So like that was all he had. It makes no fucking sense. I I I, I get where you're going with this one, Tim. I just don't like I, I I can't wrap my head around it. Like you know, like think about this: you're 39 year old NHLer in the case of um in the in the case of Brian Gianta. Which means you've done literally nothing but hockey since you were twelve. Why on earth would you phone in what you what is probably your last chance? Now it hasn't been, but I don't know. Well, I'm going to be a little cynical here. Ready? This is a paid gig. <sighs> but Olympics. I mean, hopeless, hopeless, zero chance Olympics. But Olympics, nonetheless. Uh, no, I'm saying, as... I'm, I'm, what I'm saying is that this is a paid gig and he is performing. But Olympics, like, it's great to have this, like, idea, like, ooh, I'm going to win this medal for my country and stuff. But it's not quite the same thing as having a job. Um, yeah, as, as prestigious as we would think the Olympics are and playing for your country is maybe the money is a factor it's just he finds the money more of an incentive than the medal there have been crazier things that have happened i'm just saying like maybe he just has he takes it more seriously because a team that's in it right now they're they're really in it they took a look at you after that disastrous olympics thing which maybe you didn't fully commit to because you're older maybe you were brought on just more for leadership or something not for your drive and your ability because come on his ability anyway and you wanted to win the medal for your country but now somebody is going to pay you the prorated 750 grand to come onto a team and win but like like when you've made when you have a career earnings in the vicinity of like 52 million dollars 200 200,000 but it, it could lead to something next season. Considering the Olympics were, I guess, in, in this regard, maybe this is what all the Olympics were for him, was a springboard to actually, a springboard to actually get a contract, and he did. Maybe, maybe that was his motivation at the Olympics. But, but I mean, that's just sort of illustri- that just illustrates to me why I also just don't generally care about international play. Because like, there's just, just, especially if he's looking at it that way, I don't know, man, I, mean, I don't even I know think- what the point is then. I think a lot of players do kind of look at the money thing specifically, though, because I remember I seem to remember during the last Summer Olympics, a lot of the NBA players that were in playing for Team USA being pretty sour about not being paid what they felt they should be for Olympic competition. I don't feel like you should be being paid. You should you should have stipends, yes, but you shouldn't be being paid to play the Olympics. So a lot of the NBA players wanted to be paid. Okay, but the- like even a, even a, even a year like this year though, making the Olympics is still an honor. And so 
like phoning it in just feels well i'm not saying disproportionately i'm not saying he essentially phoned it in i'm just saying that sometimes you act differently when you're doing something as volunteer work than you would if you were being paid for it that's all uh it's like okay i do a, a volunteer job right and there are times where like I've been kind of conflicted about what I have to do because it's like um, sometimes, quite frankly, the environment is not safe. You know, it's icy or something. I have to deliver something to a house and it's icy and my safety is being put at risk. And the the from from people who are higher than me, because I'm not paid, but the people that um, that are the people who organize this, they say, if it's not safe, you don't deliver that thing. That's it. You know what I mean? Whereas, like, if I were being paid, I think that I there, I would have to really deliver that thing. So I'm, I'm just saying, like, you know, for volunteer stuff, things that are honors for your country. And st- yes, you put in a lot of effort, but you don't act, you don't quite do it like you would be doing it in the NHL. <laughs> That's the other thing. If he gets hurt in the Olympics, he doesn't get this chance that he has right now. So maybe... You know, not exerting yourself as much as maybe he is now because he wanted to make sure he wasn't hurt during the Olympics so he could have this opportunity that he has now. I'm sorry, I interjected a little too much cynicism in there when saying like, oh, it's a paid gig, so he's going to be playing better. But I think that people, even just subconsciously, they play better when they're being paid. doesn't matter if he made $52 million before and he's only getting 250 now. It's just, it's the principle of it. People act differently when they're getting paid. Well, but even beyond that, even wiping all of that away is um, Brian Gionta is not, nor has ever been this good. He had an 80, okay, so I'll say, I'll, I'll say with caveat, he did have an 89-point season way back in 04, in 05, 06. He's nothing made since that first year after the lockout. 48, 48 goals that season, like holy shit, actually. But anyway. Maybe, maybe a small sample size is going to um, benefit him here because we know that once pieces come back, he's not, going to be in the lineup not night after well, night well, well see that's just it regardless of how well he's played and maybe that's it maybe that he knows that it doesn't even necessarily matter how well he plays he's not keeping a roster spot when everyone's healthy right he, he knows that he's a depth guy and maybe he's... that's what's applying with holden and, w- and wingles now too because both of them have been way have been better than anticipated to be sure so i mean there there are a lot of things i think that go into this this is just one of those kind of things but another thing is like maybe they're responding differently to coaching maybe the coach is here you respect them a little bit more or just like you know guys we want you to like have fun out there on the ice and really score and you know do what you can to make our team win i, I don't know what coaches say uh, i'm not a coach how are we gonna do that hockey i think if we're looking at one singular thing why he's doing much better we're maybe missing the point but i think that the smaller sample size is definitely going to to help him and i really do kind of wish that he like after like the end of the season he unzips his costume and out pops somebody else i would have gotten away with it too if it wasn't those mingling kids (laughs) mangling or mingling Mingling. I can't can't, can't remember. (laughs) I like mangling kids. (laughs) Meddling. That's what he uses. That's what they use. Meddling. Okay. I couldn't think of the word that they use, so I just said I threw mangling in there. (laughs) (laughs) Just a bunch of kids running around with Morningstar. Bashing people's knees in. <laughs> <laughs> I would have gotten away with it if it weren't for those mangling kids. <laughs> uh, it was old man 
costume should have been mace proof. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't get you didn't hear it. It was old man Yagerson. <laughs> old man Yagerson. But One why? Thing I, one thing I will say though, it does give me a little bit of uh, uh, more hope for this team that like even when players are injured, we can have people step up and play well. Well, I that's mean, the biggest take home of all from this homestand, right? There was a lot of ugly hockey. They gave up a lot of goals, but of course they're the fucking walking wounded, and they're still winning games for the second time this season. By the way, fucking yeah. walking wounded. Yeah. It just, just really illustrates what Sweeney was trying to do with the deadline there. And he talked about it. It's like, okay, yeah, Rick Nash was our bit at big ad. Everything else was about depth, and we need it all. Apparently, I'm gonna give you up. Never let you down. Every goal. <laughs> <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> he is Rick rolling the team that he's playing. Oh. <laughs> and then they have to have like they have to like videotape Rick Nash like dancing around, like doing a little jig, and then have that video playing as well during the goal scoring song. Everything. Just all, put it all together. That was another thing that we pointed out last week, Jeff. Uh, Rick Nash never met a camera he didn't like. Oh, no. He, he stares at it. Yeah. Very. He turns and looks at that camera. He looks at Alex. He turns and looks at the camera and looks at Alex. turns and looks at the camera. Andrew Raycroft is in the studio and won't look at the camera. That's because <laughs> Andrew Raycroft and he's embarrassed about it. <laughs> also, they didn't. I didn't notice this at the time, but the last time that Raycroft was on, they said it was like Andrew Alperts and not Andrew Raycroft. They had his name wrong at the bottom of the screen. Really? Because they, <laughs> I thought he, they'd been using him too. I don't know. I'm I'm mixed up. I'm, I'm clearly out of my league here. I'm in uh, out of my depth. But I mean, it's like if you're going to bring in plugs like that from that era, why didn't they have like the Peter Tenkrat minute? I don't know. I'm just I'm sad because they don't have Gord Kluzak anymore. I haven't seen him like can, can we get the, the beginning of the Anson season. Carter minute? Again, oh, one but one he's one on one. NBC Sports. You see, 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 that's what I said. One of my favorite. Really? Yeah, he's on NBC Sports. Anson Carter, Carter comes on um, one of the other nights of the week, typically. Like we we haven't seen this comb- converse, this combination in a very long time. But like the best like like M- chatter group that the, the NSN puts together would be Kluzak, Pedersen, and um uh, and, and Nifty, right? We haven't seen Nifty as part of that trio in years. So, no. but really, they're missing the golden opportunity to bring in Andrew Ferrance. You want an Andrew? Bring in Andrew Ferrance. God damn it. I mean, the the one person I really want is Jason Allison on that broadcast because <laughs> that but would no, be but, no, but, but that would take that would that would be the longest um um intermission ever because he would just take that long to get to the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> Get some Joseph Stumple on there with some. <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna commit like this, get some, you gotta you gotta roll deep. Get some Marius Zerkowski out there too. <laughs> How about if we get Jonas combined it? <laughs> Hell yes, I'm all on board. Okay, I, I look forward to hearing what Dimitri Dimitri Christish has to say about the 2017-2018 Bruins. <laughs> I am all on board for that. <laughs> this has been your. This has been the pick on former on on former European players with weird names. <laughs> Get some Byron Defoe on there. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my just, gosh. Just, 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 just a, all an all Pooh Bear jersey era commentator class. <laughs> yes. Uh... I mean, it's it's pretty much what the Red Sox did this past season when Jerry Remy was out. They just they just like dug deep and like. <laughs> Pulled up a bunch of these old Red Sox players that people had no idea were like announcing. Oil like, Ken Boyd? Oh, I wish. No. I, I, who I really wanted them to find is Bill Lee, wherever the hell he is, and get him on there. Now, he'd be an awful commentator, but I feel like the Red Sox should just like put Big Pappy out there anyway for panels <laughs> just because. Well, he'd be a color be analysis, fun. so who cares? What, whatever he <laughs> says it would, be, uh, would be brilliant. For for the broadcast. Well, he's also he also works for the team anyway. Yeah, no, but could you just see him like you know? Oh yeah, there were times when I was up there at the bat, and you know, I would take uh you know all the forty five minutes that I could to adjust adjust all my straps and to to get ready for my swing. <laughs> <laughs> get him, get him, Pedro and Kevin Millar all together in a broadcast booth. Yeah, why now do you even need fun. the the guy who does the play by play? Just let them talk over what's happening for like the three hours that would be better don't you think i mean no one would miss dave o'brien even a little bit which is sad because i kind of actually like dave o'brien but he's no but... don orsillo exactly no one's don orsillo so i'm on a, on a slightly different topic there actually um how great would it be to go to um, uh, a rap karaoke night with David Ortiz and Brad Marchand? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, both of them have a record for, 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 for drunkenly rapping while standing on duck boats. So that's all I'm saying. <laughs> I, mean, so do, I mean, so does Bergy under duress. He clearly he didn't look like he was enjoying it, though. It looks like he was doing it because, because his bestie Brad said you should do it. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, I think he was I think he was trying to enjoy it. It's just the alcohol got in the way and said, mm. Oh, this is fun. <laughs> Cause Bergy was pretty freaking trashed. And yep. it's fine. That you know, if you're gonna be trashed in Boston, that's the way to do it. It's not I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's just a shame there's no more Daisy Buchanans. So anyway, um what was I gonna say? Uh God, there was there was a point that I I had a long time ago, and I forgot what it was. Damn it, lost forever to the early on topic. Yeah, <laughs> no, it was gonna be really fun too. It was really awesome, and I'm sad now. It's gone. In other Bruins news. Oh no. Okay, go ahead. If it comes to you, we'll circle back, right? Bruins uh, signed uh, Cameron Hughes to uh, to his ELC uh, yesterday. Uh, Cameron, or, Cameron Hughes uh, is a wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, Cameron. Hughes? <laughs> Hughes, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I know, I know what you're going for. It's just, <laughs> just right on your fucking face. <laughs> yeah, yeah so he's me. a center slash left wing, 21 out of University of Wisconsin. Sixth round pick in 2015. So that's the uh, one of the late picks in the draft that started with the uh, three-headed monster in the first round. He's been okay. <laughs> he's excited. He said so on Instagram. No, okay. So he had uh, 22 points in 37 games this year. He had a better a better junior season, 32 and 36. Could be shifty. He's got a kind of he's very Ryan Fitzgerald-ish in both build and play style. I'd so can't rule him out, but also wouldn't count on him. Sound about right? He's definitely not the biggest name that'll that may end up signing with the Bruins out of the University of Wisconsin in the next couple of days. Yes. We'll get to that, I guess. I guess, yeah, there's not really a lot more to say about Cameron Hughes. 
His upside's probably Ryan Fitzgerald. His downside's less than that. Yay. Maybe he'll get end up, end up getting traded for someone. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, you're right. So the bigger news out of Wisconsin may be the, is, is, is rumblings now that the Bruins may, may sign Trent Frederick. T. Fred. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know if, if they need to rush him to the AHL right now. Maybe they really think he can't do more. He won't gain from another year in the NCAA, but I don't believe that. He did have a really good year with Wisconsin, and he seemed to kind of get better as the year kind of went along. Yeah, but I, I don't. Um, what I'm just saying is like he's not going to make the Bruins next the, the Bruins next fall, right? Oh, probably not. No, he he would still be behind Bjork and Donato and JFK. And... JFK, yeah. Well, see, that's just it, right? Because you know, because so he's he's a center, just like Donato's a natural center, and of course uh, JFK. I would think you want to rely on one of the two of them graduating to Boston before you have Frederick in play in Providence. Just sort of, you know, the idea being have rolling um, this you know, rolling schedule for when players are going to be ready. Is the idea. And also, do we know that Frederick can play center at the pro level? We, we don't even actually know that about Donato. Donato is probably a right wing at the, at the pro level, to be honest. But Oh, good. He'll take up the spot that Rick Nash will vacate. No, I'm just kidding. Sorry. I mean, that's actually like a plausible scenario. It would be like, a you know, between him and, uh, and, and, and Bjork in camp, I would assume. But uh the only reason why I say that is that national people think that that Rick Nash will go back to the Rangers in the offseason. Uh, I don't I don't think the right unless they could Bruins could somehow get him to sign for very very little resigning Rick Nash would be a silly decision. If they could get like a 2 year deal worth like maybe 4 a year, that would be kind of nice, but I doubt I would, do that's that. the absolute max in terms of term and money I would want to commit to it though. Yeah, I don't think I don't think I wouldn't go more than two years with Rick Nash, and I definitely wouldn't want to sign him for more than four million. And then, and depending on the rest of his time with the Bruins, he could be in for a bigger payday. I don't think he's going to get any bigger than he got uh, this last deal because that was well, like, no, it, no, yeah. of course not. Yeah, not even close. <laughs> but he could he could theoretically ask for six a year. I don't think uh, I I wouldn't do it, but. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think he'd get it at this point. I mean, I could be wrong, but I think people overvalue Nash. They they look at his numbers, but they they see something else. And I that's not, I'm not knocking him right now. What he's doing on the Bruins, not knocking that. I'm just saying that he might be good in the regular season, and he might disappear. You know, in the the playoffs and stuff. I don't really know what's going to happen, but uh, I think he's been overpaid for a while. Well, yeah, he's one of those guys that's gotten paid based on his reputation from his Columbus days, and they love him, Columbus. He's never going back there. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, yeah. So, so yes. Now, the next two other things is we'll have to wait a bit more to see. <laughs> Harvard season did not end today because Donato nope. got a hat. Because Donato got a hat trick. Yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna be waiting a bit more on that. Just adding to his already r- absurd season. So yeah, because I'm pretty sure the last game before this one he had a goal and three assists. So his last two games, four goals, three assists. And I'm assuming That's- this digit doesn't include today, but he was at you know 23, 15, and 38 in. 27 games i think today would have been is probably not included on that because this is cap friendly so it probably wouldn't be as up to date which means that he might be at well over a goal game let me check another source <laughs> i can't imagine harvard does much in the playoffs though so their see I, I imagine their season will end relatively soon 
they kind of had a down year. Yeah, and so there's you know, one other player besides Donato that matters, and it, it comes up relevant in this case because, of course, Donato could decide to return to school for another year. Bruins would still hold his rights for another year if he did that. Yep. So, yeah, Donato has three choices. Sign with the Bruins, return to school for another year with the Bruins retaining his rights, or option three would be because he didn't start school at the fall after he was drafted. He could quit school now and say he was going going on the open market in, in, in August. Oh. Because this year was his draft plus four season. Huh. But like that, I think that's probably the least likely scenario. Yeah. Because then he would be, he got, because, yeah, be quitting Harvard after three years. Yeah. Without necessarily, I mean, so if he's going to do that, I don't see why he wouldn't do it with Boston. Because, again, it was the team his dad played for, the hometown team. They, they they caught some criticism, deserved or otherwise doesn't matter for when they for, for where they drafted him. And that says a lot, right? Um, uh, and right. he's not really going to make a huge difference between teams on his ELC, right? I, exactly. My guess is if he were to, you know, whether he were to sign with Boston or whether he were to sign with anyone else, if he did that this summer, yeah, the money's not going to be different. Boston's going to have to max out his uh, his uh, bonuses as well, probably because of what he's done in the NCAA. Money's a non-factor. Right. It's about who promise. It would be it would be conceivably if it goes this route, who promises him a roster spot in the fall. Right. So, also, I could be mistaken, but aren't Sweeney and his dad close as well? well? Yeah, they, they, they played together in Boston for like a dozen years, right? So, well, yeah, but that doesn't necessarily and, and, mean they're and, close. And, well, and they're all and they're all Harvard boys, both of them, right? Don Sweeney's yeah, a Harvard true, guy too. So, and his dad's his head coach at Harvard, so I imagine he influences uh, his son quite a bit. Oh, guaranteed. I'm 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 unconcerned about Ryan Donato. It'll be interesting to see whether he signs once Harvard season does actually end, which will be in the not distant future, probably, or if he goes back to school for another year. I I'm telling you, I know what my thought on this is. It I would think you'd be crazy not to go back to school myself yes i I just feel like you know what as much as i feel like he would be great to start his hockey career right now finish harvard finish it because it's not like you're just going to like michigan state or something like that undoing online courses and whatnot and showing up every once in a while this is like you're going to harvard get your degree from harvard because that is amazing that's the thing a lot of people a lot of of, a lot of of the people that a lot of things i've seen anyway is that he should turn pro as soon as he can just because you know what if he gets injured but at the same time even if he gets injured and can never play again he'll have a degree from harvard right right like I, I know it's totally the mom approach. It is totally like the, the mom thinking on this. Okay. But dude, that's what I would do. I mean, ultimately, like, okay. So, so were he to sign right away and actually get NHL action? Okay. Right now, because of the injuries, he'd slot right in. No problem. You'd probably put him in over one of Gianta or Wingles or, oh, right. Today we only had thir- 11 forwards. So, okay. Put him in in general. Yeah. <laughs> But um, but like if everyone's healthy, no, who there's no place for him. Yeah, th- that's exactly it. You, the, the only thing you would you would have to do is you would have to put you would have to find a way. If you were really intent on playing him, you would have to sit someone on the fourth line. You would you wouldn't want to sit anyone on the top three lines. And well, well, well in considering which positions he plays, center and right wing, and yeah, Corrali or Achari are like the only play, players in those two positions where you could realistically justify bumping for him. And do you necessarily want to mess up the chemistry of the fourth line this late? Uh, I, I don't like it all. I love that fourth line passionately. The skull line. Damn fucking straight. Yeah. Heard him call on, on NBC, calling him the fifties line. I'm like, eh. 
No. Just like the B-52 line was, no. No. It was good. It's a valiant effort, but... <laughs> no. I mean, yes, they all share 50s numbers, but that's it's not the 50s line. It is the ska line. It's so fun to watch Easy. them. You can put them to a ska... You, like, you take highlight reels of what they do and put them to a ska music background, and it fits. It totally fits. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, basically, there's, there's no point. I mean, I could see them trying to get Boston, trying to get Donato out of Harvard this season with the intention of giving him, say, two right wing in the fall. Okay. Yep. Yep. But I don't see what the benefit of signing him to play in Boston right away is. Right. He gets experience down in H- HL. Yeah. Remember, his ELC is only two years by now, too. He's old enough that he's that, that he that he sheds a year. Mm. So which and means with, if you with... sign him now, which means if you signed him now, burned a year, and then he played next year, he would be coming up RFA the same time as Carlo McAvoy and JFK. Well, that sounds bad. That seems like a bad plan. Yeah, it's just not an ideal plan at all. The 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 other thing too. Oh, also, Heinz with... at that point as well will be it will be RFA at that stage as well. So you know, it's going to be could expensive. See the R- that, that could be a very expensive RFA class. <laughs> it is. It is. I don't know. We'll see. I could see the Bruins trying to actually get him to like leave Harvard at the same time. I think he he's smart enough to see that he probably wouldn't get playing time in Boston this year and that's probably the only way he would he might want to leave. He might not well, want know, to leave otherwise. Well also you know what if he finishes the year at Harvard, he has a chance of maybe able to pick away at his fourth year part time and still finish it on the timeline where Harvard will allow you to do so. So yeah, I, I, I think we might we may well see them sign sign Donato in the next week or two, but I don't think we're gonna see him in Boston either way. Well, he's um, gonna make so, a decision. So yep, and and also on the Harvard note, and this one's a bit more clear and present, I suppose, although much less relevant. Uh, Wiley Sherman is in his uh is a uh, his a uh, fourth year at, at Harvard, his draft plus five plus fifth year at moment actually. So, in all likelihood, when their season ends, he will sign, but it probably won't to kick in until the fall, and that'll be a, a, a he'll be a body for Providence. He'll replace Robo Garrett as guy who is large on the left shot. Guy who's large. Wiley Sherman is six six two zero one. So, and <laughs> also replacing an Ivy League grad. This is true. This is true. Replacing a oh oh replacing a, a Yale man with a Harvard man. See upgrade. how i could casually say that (laughs) like i went to any of these schools come on um anyway (laughs) you're from rhode island if one of them was a brown fan a a brown alum maybe it'd be a different animal yeah right Uh... except brown's really bad at hockey they're division one but like they shouldn't be i have so many conflicting thoughts on brown but I'm not going to go into those right now. I mm, Let's just put it this way. Growing up, we were always told that, sure, you can apply to Brown, but the likelihood of your getting into Brown coming from Rhode Island is very slim. And it was like, what? And they're like, yeah, they won't even waitlist you. So it's like, I know lots of people who applied to Brown. They didn't even get waitlisted. They were just outright rejected. And these are people who applied to other well, one of my friends got into, you know, basically Columbia, right? <laughs> um, I don't, there was never anybody from my school who ever got into Harvard. But, you know, there was one person that was like 10 years older than us that we knew got into Brown. That was it. 
brown, like, I would feel like I should have some kind of pride in having an Ivy League in my, my, my home state, but they're kind of dicks. They're kind of dicks. So that's, I'm just going to sum it up. That's, they're kind of dicks. They're kind of dicks really is just sort of, that, that can be pretty much boilerplate for Ivy League in general. I know, I know, but you know what? Brown, it's even dickier than you think. <laughs> <laughs> What can brown dick for you? Wait, nope, nope, no, nope. <laughs> no. Let's let's just um, let's just pretend that one didn't happen. Nope, nope, um, nope. Mine is the best. It really is. Um, <laughs> anyway, okay. So as I stare at my glow in the dark zombie jog, uh, my little um, thing over here, uh, I am reminded that uh, we should uh, talk one more thing. Uh, talk about one more. I should use words now. In sentences. I'm going to try again. Okay. I just looked at my glow-in-the-dark zombies. And I thought, we need to talk about Tommy Wingle and those eyes. Or Tommy Tommy Wingles. God damn it. Tommy Wingles yeah. and his eyes. What is going on with them? They look black Tommy and Wingles soulless. Tommy in general looks exactly like someone who would be named Wingles. I do not get this. Why do you say this? Uh, it's just, just like just the right amount of derpiness, and part of it goes back to these uh, to the, to those eyes of his. They are black and soulless, like Jonathan Taves. But I'm like I'm looking at his like mugshot on the NHL.com right now. It is really a mugshot. And it, like yeah, he, he looks so unhappy to be there. He looks like look at him, look at, with his hair and that sort of half brown. Like like you can you you know the board the board being held at his chest is just outside of frame, right? <laughs> And like the rest of the suites are photos from the side and rear. Oh, absolutely. That's definitely, absolutely, unequivocally a mugshot. He did something awful, and he, he's not happy about it. Or rather, not happy about getting caught. Either that or he saw the exact same thing that Gary Roberts saw. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, I think I, might, I think I like that one better. Oh, this one, yeah. he's not really frowning. He's kind of trying to smile. But he's got really dark, soulless eyes. That's the thing that I want to point out. Like a thousand yard stairs going on there. He definitely saw the same thing that Gary Roberts did. And that's the sort of thing you don't unsee. Lovecraft, this is your fault. Probably. I'm looking at all of these collections of... What's this one? Is that in Bruins? Oh my. He looks a little... Really? Huh. Why is this... (laughs) This is the funniest thing. Okay, ready? I've got this picture here. I don't know if you can see it, right? It looks like he's in Bruins wear, right? It definitely does. Yeah. Okay, that's the one I'm looking at too. With the, with the, it's frowning on one side. Looks, you know, kind of bedraggled. He actually looks like he. Well, yeah. He he looks like he got a stick to the mouth. Honestly, he's got a little bit of like a, a abrasion to the one side. Right. He that's looks sad. like he just woke up and somebody stuck a stick in his mouth. <laughs> but look at these related images. Please tell me why those related images are there. I mean, one of them is obviously Wingles, but these other related images have nothing to do with him. They're just, just guys. Random eth- just random ethnic dudes. Okay. Yeah, so it's like this uh, this Asian guy, Shay An Lu. I probably said his, his name. His name is neither Tommy nor Wingles. I know! <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand why it's that way. No! So it's like, it's so weird. Tommy Wingles. Oh, no! Here's a nice picture of him. Look at that. He smiles. Wow. That was when he was with San Jose, when he was probably the happiest. Oh, okay. Well, well, Chicago takes a lot out of you, so. <laughs> yeah, apparently he got to Chicago, and he and Taves decided to stare down into Taves' cauldron of soullessness, where somebody reaches up from the cauldron and 
colors in your eyes with black sharpie. And the soul is I gone. thought you just like I thought if you if you connect with Tave's eyes, you just sort of like fall into them like in an abyss and yeah. just like keep on falling forever. Um, yeah, it's kind of like that. Yeah, it's like it's like falling to the Springfield mystery spot. You'll never be seen again because you're just in the, the abyss that is Taves's empty psyche. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe other people have some answers for what is going on with Tommy Wingles facially and why the other random dudes are related images when you do a search. (laughs) Google's just like, this guy maybe is Tommy Wingles. Oh, wait, no, it's not. (laughs) No, it's not. It's not. Um, But I think that we should talk about the schedule of the next week and then... Oh, I mean, the schedule, that's a... That's a thing. That's a thing so you not, can do. Like, like seriously, that's a, a thing you can do, but really fucking shouldn't. Um, it's not just next week or the week after or even the week after that. It's just the rest of the season. For the literally the entire rest of the season, the Bruins play a game every other day, with the exception of April of just March thirty first and April first when they have a back to back. But other than that, they play every single other other day for the next for, for the next four weeks. I'm going to one of those Dear games. Lord. Oh, which one? I'm going to the Tampa Bay Lightning game on the 29th. That's the other thing about the schedule. Oh, it's a lot There's of a lot of lightning too. left. Yeah, so like it's so at Carolina, at Florida, at Tampa, home against Columbus, <laughs> at St. Louis, at Dallas, at Minnesota, at Winnipeg. I'm Donner, I'm Blitzen. Home against uh, Tampa, home against the Fancy Cats. Run out of month. The internet can only carry me so far up. At Phil, oh good God! All that schedule, and they have all of five games at home. Yeah, they played a lot of games at home. So I'm I'm at one of the few remaining home games, obviously. So this 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 um, it's a good thing we have a night. The team has a nice cushion on the scorched standings right now because this could this this run could conceivably get very ugly very quickly. Okay, it could. Uh, um, when I said on Donner and on Blitzen, do you know that Donner and Blitzen in German is um, thunder and lightning? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done around blitzing. I forgot you don't have a camera of me anymore because, like, I, 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 my, my, my facial expression was basically exactly the one you'd expect there. Like mind blown or? Um... No, I don't understand. <laughs> what was your face? I don't even know if I can do this one right again. At least not forced, but um, just that that sort of flat smile, blank stare one. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> It's the one usually I reserve for Tim's puns, usually. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. All right. I, I can get it. Hey. I, oh, he resembles that remark. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to see the Blitzen at the end of the month. Lightning for the thunder. Um, um, oh, was that like a... Song, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, good. You, you got the word. Yay! <laughs> Um, it's 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 one of the ones that like uh what's his face and the other what's his face really are obsessed with. <laughs> I can't think of their names right now, but they're two guys that write about hockey. Oh, DJ Bean and Pete Blackburn. Yes, them. I win. <laughs> oh my god. Wait a minute. What was going on with that cat? <laughs> he doesn't like that song at all. <laughs> <laughs> was that Tuka? 
Yeah, it was. I let her out briefly, and um, I told you before, she's kind of in heat, and so that happens. <laughs> why I put her back in the bedroom right away. <laughs> I'm over here winning a game show, and that cat's like, it's like she was mock answering. She's like, oh yeah, you too. Let me tell you about that lightning game. You know how I am given to looking for tickets because somebody will say, oh, hey, why don't we go to that game? And then it'll be like, oh, okay. And I have a variety of resources to look up a game for. A lot of places I can look for a game. And, uh, you know, most of the time, the straight up ticket master, you're not going to find the, what you need, right? Because I always have to find some other number of seats after hockey vacation, right? So it's never two seats. It's like more. So I had to look for three seats for this one. And I was going to tell you that I paid three times as much as I'm comfortable paying for a game. But we have brilliant seats. It's going to be great. They're going to be lovely, lovely seats. But my friend is coming in from the UK. He is a very casual fan. He has no idea what the Bruins are doing, who's on the Bruins, where they are in the standings. Nothing. He is he's come to Boston many times. He is used to buying tickets somehow. Like, I don't know if he gets them beforehand or just on the day of the, the, the game, but he's used to getting tickets when they didn't win the Stanley Cup, right? So he yeah. said, oh, get some tickets for us. So then I told him how much the tickets were and he went, each or all together? <laughs> I'm like, each. They were very expensive, is what yeah. I'm trying to say. Yikes. So I have to enjoy the fuck out of that game, is what it it means. Yeah, they better win. They better fucking win against the Blitzen. And now that's all I want to call them, is the Blitzen. Okay, anyway, so yes, what's our schedule this week? It is... At shit, at shit, at shit. So, uh, (laughs) starting on Tuesday at Carolina, 7 o'clock Eastern time, followed by on Thursday at Florida at 7.30 Eastern. Yep. Why? Why 7.30? Because Florida. They need time They need time to get there. Uh, Metropolitan, Palm Beach, Miami, that kind of people getting to... Oh, who am I kidding? Nobody goes to those games. It's, it's nope. like the stupid fucking West Coast game that's at 10.30 instead of 10. There's no point to it. Yeah. Yeah. And then we close out the week by a 7 p.m. on Saturday at... At Tampa, so uh, yeah, Carolina what? followed by um, Florida and Tampa. So that's that's this week. Oh. Two of those games will be very difficult because Florida's playing really well, and Tampa's obviously Tampa. Meanwhile, Carolina just um, uh, you know unexpectedly fired their uh, fired Ronnie franchise. And how do we not have a statement from our Carolina correspondent on this? Um, I don't think he cares very much. Oh, uh, about Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. I know that we got a statement from this week saying he no longer has the Taves curve, which I'm really interested in finding that out. But, you know. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I don't know. Um, you know, um, I would say we'd call him, but I, he's not available. So I don't know. Come on. You missed us last week. And not oh, just because I, I, last week was bad. Of course I missed you all. <laughs> um, okay. So we're going to talk about what um, readers, not readers. You know, the people who listen to the show, the listeners, what they have said. And basically, there wasn't a whole heck of a lot that was going on this week. I'm sorry. I'm doing pretty shitty at the social media stuff right now. But Jean Catherine wrote to us, basically linking to uh, a Daniel Carcillo tweet 
uh, where um, he he is uh, responding to the NHL and NHLPA with video about NHL hits and CTE and the, uh, the results of concussion. And basically she said, I didn't like him as a player, but I feel like the work that he's doing right now is worthwhile because mental health and concussions are real issues in the NHL. Now, Carcillo's had at least one or more friends who played in the NHL who have committed suicide because of the effects of concussions on mental health. Well, yeah. So this current thing of his, the concussions and mental health is only a small part of it. Right. It's in general about trying to get play, help players um, uh, ease their transition into being not hockey players. Because I've touched upon this before, but these are guys that did nothing but hockey from like the age of 12 or earlier onward. Suddenly, oh crap! I'm 34, and, I, and I'm out of work in hockey. Now what? Right, right. Like, 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 like honestly, the the fact that Pubwell publicized severe depression immediately post leaving the league isn't more widely heard about. Because I would think that would be rather extreme. Yeah, I would agree. Right. Well, the well, they don't necessarily have a soapbox to stand on because the NHL wants to kind of not pay attention to them, and they don't want to make this an issue. You know, other than the people that they hire to come in and like, oh, it's George Peros who's going to do player safety instead of like, you know, so many other aspects of the NHL or even just making sure the players get education and have other worthwhile occupations. Yeah, uh, uh, Carcillo has been huge with this ever since he kind of retired. Um, well, not right away. It was um, Steve Montador. Steve Montador's uh, death. Death and, uh, that kind that of spurred him. Yeah, yeah. I believe he had something in the Players Tribune about it, if I remember correctly, when after it happened, and his foundation for like the mental health awareness and trying to help ease players from playing into retirement is is quite awesome. He's one of those guys who was seen as a goon as a player, but he like off the ice. It seems like he couldn't be more of a like he couldn't be a better person off the ice trying to help people and bring attention to these issues well i think that he's he's been there he is there he knows what that's like and he knows what the league has encouraged of players and what they're now trying to discourage but not maybe in the the proper way on on ice behaviors you know and and head hits and all that stuff but then like jeff said this is only a small part of what he's doing it would be nice if more players were able to do what he's doing um, to kind of help ease the transition into retirement and things like that. You know, who knows how many players and people could help and they these players and people could avoid certain issues such as like, you know, the depression. And a lot of times that depression leads into the addictions of alcohol, drugs and all that stuff. So, well, I mean, some people are probably already there with the painkillers. Honestly, True. because of just the the toll that uh, the game has on their bodies, but it, it it goes for so many different professions that you know once you can no longer do the physical job anymore, you've got to be able to have something else that you can do. Being retired at thirty two or thirty four from a, a an athletic thing means you've got thirty to forty to fifty or more years of your life that you have to do something. Uh, your life doesn't just end. You don't just go down to Florida and, you know, have like 10 years of retirement. You gotta, you're ready for the next thing or you're getting ready for the next thing, hopefully, you know? And most of these guys aren't. And that's why what Carcillo is doing is so good. 
Right. So I just think it really adds like a, a different element. For a lot of times we see players on the ice, we think they are one way, but when they come off the ice, they are better people than we would suspect they are. Yeah. You know, that's a terrible way of saying it. Well, I think it's because they're the guys that the, the talent didn't come as naturally for. So they have more character and personality because they weren't just, again, singular focus hockey bot 4000. Yeah, I'm um, really sick of hockey bot 4000. Yeah, but there's so fucking many of them. I and know. Hockey culture demands that the majority of kids coming in are that. Otherwise, they're, you know, Josh Hosang inexplicably being sent down while the, well, while the islanders slowly drown, you know? <laughs> God, yeah. Uh, um. Well, anyway, that's a topic that we can bring up again. Uh, and have many times before. Yep, yep. Um, I'm poorly trying to make a transition, Jeff. <laughs> transition. Sorry. Green wipe. <laughs> Star wipe. Ding. Uh, okay, no, I am. I'm poorly doing this. Uh, what's new? <laughs> yeah, so uh, basically uh, Russ Hollowell chimed in to hope that we were all safe during the safe and sound during the uh the last nor'easter um and uh i i don't know the last i i had heard a few days later was that it was going over halifax or nova scotia or something did you kind of got we we kind of got snow and then we got rain and a lot of wind sort of like the story this winter here it's not been a lot of snow here at all and then it melts Mm, i got snow here for you if you want it i'm gonna get another foot like in a day or two. Yeah, yeah, I'm not supposed to get very much from that storm either. Again, just rain and wind mainly because reasons. Right, right. So great, that's fantastic. Well, hopefully everything will stay intact. Um, yes. Okay. So we should probably just uh, wrap up the show here. Wow, it's it's late. I'm feeling awkward. So yeah, let's okay. do it. I'm gonna let Jeff do it. Okay, listeners. Well, um. Uh... We're barely on topic. You can hear us on uh, SoundCloud, Stitcher, uh, Google Play, or iTunes, or wherever your favorite podcasts are found. Um, if you're listening to us on iTunes or Google Play, please rate us a bunch of stars. Share with your friends. Um, yes, and, and share with your friends. If you've enjoyed us, maybe they will too. If not, you know, that's on them, not on you. But you tried. Um. <laughs> but you tried. <laughs> and we're all about trying here. You can also um, uh, reach out to us on Facebook uh, at Barely on Topic Podcast and on Twitter at Barely on Topic. And our individual um, accounts, I'm, of course, at Dr. Hand Grenade. I'm at VA from RI, and I'm wondering why Tim's making that face. I mean, that's not the full title, but you you got it. <laughs> I'm at Tim A. Richardson, and sometimes I just like to make faces. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Those are some long-ass Twitter handles. <laughs> Tune in next week for Seriously at this point. I don't even know anymore. <laughs> Tim? <laughs> Word! <laughs>